0: There he is.
1: I got lost on. Um, let me just change my mic settings.
0: I'm I'm still learning that as well. Dude, um, today, um, today, for example, I'm not using my mic.
1: Very, not, very.
0: Yeah, last couple episodes, it sounded like I was swallowing my mic. So I'm I'm still needing to uh, experiment. What
1: about, uh, have you tried with the AirPods yet? No. Supposedly, like, they're just as good. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Do I
0: sound okay? Sounds perfect. All
1: right. Good to go. A little nervous.
0: So, uh, yeah, no, don't be nervous. We're we're having a conversation. All right, cool. So, um, let me be the first one to welcome you back to Twitter and social media officially or formally.
1: Thank you very much. It was. I think I started around the same time that you started we both have like maybe 50 followers and now you've you've kind of blew up a little bit you have a nice little niche following you made some yeah. steps but um no I got introduced to like our side of Twitter however you'd like to call it kind of, you know, like minded individuals with a goal or mindset, you know, I feel like. Well, Sorry, I was scattering a little bit, but this that side of Twitter and the people that you follow, you like, for example, you and I, we've never met in person, but there is a sense of community, family, and like relationship where you kind of see, you know, I think it was Winston Churchill, it's like comparison is the thief of joy. Like you have to use social media in like a good way. Like if right. you have Instagram and you're looking at highlights and stories and you know, people that you went to high school with, their college with, they're posting that they're doing this, this, this. That's just like the highlights of people's life, right? Like your brain is not meant to, you know, take all that information in 24 hours a day when you're scrolling and just watching people, you know, just live their highlights. Like there's a lot of other stuff going on out there. And I feel like on Twitter, you know, uh, you start off as I could be wrong as, uh, you know, you're anonymous, correct? You didn't put your face out there. And, you know, it kind of, and, and still, I, I had no idea what you looked like, but there was some sense of, um, you know, I was able to relate to you. I was able to relate to what you were doing and goals. And um, I think that's really special. I think if you can use social media in a healthy uh, in a healthy way, I think you can really, you know, you build yourself. It's just, I think there's something special about, you know, being pushed, you know, obviously, you don't have to seek external greatness. Like it comes from you, but I feel like having that extra push, if you could really channel it. It's special. So we on a little tangent there about the benefits of social media, but thank you. I, uh, I, took, I took the summer off uh, Twitter and Instagram and it had nothing to do. Um, I was building my own little thing and I just kind of wanted to really focus and not be distracted, but um, it also honestly had to do with like consuming news. I was going
0: to say, so, so what incentivized you to take that break? Or at what point did you get to where you said to yourself, all right, I I love social media and you obviously see the benefits of it, but where was your head at when you decided to take that break? Because not many people do. And occasionally you'll hear people say, you know, oh, I deleted my, my Twitter. I deleted my Instagram, but you don't really hear the reasons why. Um, So I'm just curious, like what, what incentivized you or pushed you to do that?
1: Yeah, it, it, it had more to do with what was going on in the world. And, you know, the summer was coming up and I was like, you know, this is going to be a nice way to detox, kind of disconnect to or reconnect ordeal, get off the grid again. You know, I didn't deactivate anything. You know, right. the thing about me is, uh, you know, you know, my first and last name. It's not a secret. I'm not a Twitter avatar. I put my face out there. I put video messages out there. So, you know, it's no secret. If you want to find me, you'll be able to find me. But uh, back in the 2018, I actually deactivated my personal Instagram. So that's the one to do with like all my friends, etc. cetera. You know, people I grew up with, you know, me. And then when Flexible came about in 2020, I decided to, you know, make a niche side hustle to incorporate, you know, two worlds. One that has to do with like yoga, fitness, wellness, and uh, the other side of you have these like finance hardos who work these, you know, nine, the night was nine fives, like 6 a.m. to five. And, you know, you you read about how stressed these guys are and, you know, getting the golden handcuffs. So I wanted to blend the two worlds together and make some sort of uh, some middle ground where you kind of take the two spaces and make it into one. And then that's how that came about, probably during, honestly, like April 2020, I decided to have that idea. but again, yeah, I deactivated my uh, my personal Instagram around two thousand eighteen. Can
0: say it was one of the best things that's happened to me. Yeah, and uh, I I'm someone who didn't use social for a while either. I I had like you know a MySpace uh, when I was younger, and then and then you it's know my when, Facebook, when when Facebook came about, I think I was a sophomore in high school when I had a Facebook. So it was um maybe like two thousand six, maybe. I don't know, maybe I was like a junior, I forget what year it was, but I think it was 2006. And I came home from high school. And I opened up my my laptop, and I just started typing in FACE. And I realized that I wasn't even conscious, and that it was just habit. And in that moment, it was like an oh shit moment. And then that, like, that very second, I realized, all right, this is an issue. I'm not even conscious of how I'm spending my time or what I'm doing. Um, I'm just looking to just consume, and I didn't even know what I was looking to consume. Just a quick I dopamine did. hit. Yeah, quick dopamine. <laughs> hit. Do You want to see
1: if someone poked you, or you want to see that little, right. little bell with the one on it? So that's, I mean, wow. that's that's honestly, that's the same exact reason of why I got rid of my personal. Nothing, you know, bad happened in my life. It wasn't like an oh shit moment. It rock bottom. I was uh, studying for the Series Seven exam. You know, very intensive exam. And when I was studying, and I kid you not, Mike, like I I had my phone next to me and I was reading you know, I'm studying. I have all my textbooks, you know, and I'm taking online courses. So you're taking the online quiz. So I'm already on a computer, but I don't have any social media on different tabs. That'd be an issue. <laughs> but what was scarier was my phone was next to me and do it every 15, 20 minutes, like OCD. I would just go on my phone, hit Instagram. Don't even, I didn't even think it would hit Instagram and just go like this. And I was just like, and I just hit a point. I was like, so I was like, so I deactivated, so I would like delete the actual app during the work day, when I would like, you know, focus and try to study, and then at night, to decompress, I would download it, (laughs) and then I just remember one, I just had a, I did that for like two weeks, and I was like, this is fucking working, and I just remember like, I was just going at night, like 7 p.m., I was scrolling through, and you know, we're not gonna name names here, but I saw this girl I went to high school with, you know, I had a huge crush on her, I haven't seen her in like 10 years, I was like, why do I care what this girl is doing? Like, honestly, I could say like, if I passed her on the street, I probably wouldn't, I'd probably just say hi and right. now you're letting me into your life and I'm so invested. And I was just really trying to find, you know, a sense of connection. And I think there's like a deeper meaning in that, you know? And I just, I was just like, All right, I'm, I'm, it, goes, I'm done here. it goes
0: back to, it goes back to the benefit that you were saying, like, you know, in the the Twitter community that we've found ourselves in, we're we're leaning into that, especially on Twitter, because it's a sense of community, right? It's a sense of connection. So, like you were saying, social media could really be a double edged sword.
1: Yeah. When um, did uh when did you start? You know, when did you over- I think I
0: think like, around the same time? I think I I made my pseudonymous or anonymous account, whatever you want to call it. I that think was ar- the word um, I was looking
1: for, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like stuck on that.
0: <laughs> I think uh I think I made it around like December of nineteen. Because before that, I just used Twitter to follow a couple of comedians and sports players that I was following, but I was never really tweeting anything. But um, and then I created that pseudonymous account, and then like you know, the world started to change pretty quickly in 2020. And then that's when, like you're saying, I felt compelled to connect with people, especially people with similar interests, because I'm surrounded by great people and I have great people in my circle, but. I'm just interested in in some things that I can't really connect with everyone around me with. So um, Twitter, I love because I feel like it's an exchange of ideas rather than, or it leans more into exchanging ideas rather than just scrolling and seeing pictures and videos. So I think that's something that caught my mind more. Um, and then eventually I, I realized that, all right, like I feel comfortable doing this. I never use social in the past to really share about myself. So I think I'll just use my name, especially if I'm going to now create a small business around myself. Um, But that's really how I got into seeing the benefit of social media and that community and connection, which is a big deal, but um, you got to be able to manage that dopamine hit because that's really addictive. It could be, it could be hairy.
1: Yeah. And that's how I was talking to one of my buddies about how, uh, you know, this pandemic and, you know, you want to call peak COVID kind of no one really had any idea what was going on in the world call from like March 2020 to June 2020 that was those are like two months everyone was kind of like up in the air like what's going weird. on weird yeah. very very weird time like we will like we were we were living in history like they're gonna write about it it was it, you and I can go on tangents about what actually mm-hmm. happened but like it was to me it was a silver lining and it was like a blessing that that happened um, you know I I moved right um I we talked before this I'm I'm living right on the beach you know, I surf every single day. You know, I'm still doing the same job, but I was in New York City. And don't get me wrong, New York City's awesome. I always have a little place in my heart. All my friends are there. Um, but I felt like I was stuck. I was in a rat race. You know, I'm doing the same things over and over. Even though you're in the biggest city in the world, I was going to the same location, same places, hanging out with the same people, which is great and all. But I come down here, I'm moving in the suburbs. You know, I'm living on the beach. It kind of gave me a... And, that, and that's why the pandemic pushed me out. So wow. in a sense, I, it was it was almost like it i'm a strong believer it's cliche but i'm a strong believer that everything happens for a reason and through the pandemic i was able to find yoga right i was able to move my life i was able to you know let go of certain habits and lifestyle things that did not serve me (laughs) so uh and it took a pandemic to get there because i i was lost it was kind of the same thing with the phone like i didn't know i was doing it but when you disconnect reconnect and you kind of look what you're like wow like that's why i was like
0: that that gave you the space needed
1: a hundred percent and you know it kind of gave me the space to step away from it and look in i'm like that that didn't work for me and and it's still there don't get me wrong like i you know if i want to again all my friends are in the New York city. So one quick ferry away. I go there, you know, I still go there like every, you know, every two weeks, every three weeks, but it's different. You know, you're not immersed. In it. It's not, it doesn't feel like the rat race. Right. And I feel like it doesn't matter if you're living in a big city or a suburb, but if you have that mentality that, Oh, I'm doing kind of like the, the movie groundhogs day. What's the actor's name? I'm blanking on it.
0: Uh, Bill Murray. Is it Bill, Bill Murray? Murray?
1: Yes, exactly. Bill Murray. If you feel like every day is groundhogs day, like, at some point in your life, you just kind of click out and you're just like, what am I doing? But if you have that realization earlier, it gives you more time to take risks. It gives you more time to kind of reassess, you know. Um,
0: and taking risks is huge.
1: Taking risks is huge. And, and that's something that you've done. And I, I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, so you, you took a risk, correct? I mean, you were, yeah. you were a teacher in public schools. And now you're
0: uh, so so I, I got back into public schools, um, but uh, the risk I took allowed me to become certified in yoga, uh, become a, a health teacher, a health coach. Um, and like you said, that space, I had nine months. I was working as a landscaper, right? Like I, I never knew that I would go from teaching to then working as a landscaper, um, but it was such a, a shift in in like, you know, how I was spending my time and the the community that I was involved in, that it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. It's one of the best choices I ever made. Um, and, and, and it's funny that you say that that space allowed you to take that risk because, you know, even until this moment, like I didn't really think of it like that, but that's, that's really what it is. Yeah. Um, and it allowed me to assess how I was living. And it gave me some, that, that space gave me an opportunity to see where I wanted to start to put more of my energy. And um, I, I it, it reaffirmed a lot of the values and beliefs that I, I hold to be true. Uh, and I don't think I'll ever go back to living that same way. And even if it's just minor shifts, even if it's just shifts that people don't recognize, but I, I see it in myself. Um, and it's definitely gonna allow me to live a more fulfilling life. And uh, that like, like your situation that came out of the pandemic that came out of that really hard time. And I'm sure you know, the the famous economist Milton Friedman. Um, one of his favorite quotes of mine is uh, crisis, crisis precipitates change. And like throughout that whole time, that quote was just living in my head. It's like, all right, shit seems crazy right now. Like um, the world seems like it's ending because of this mandate. I'm being forced to uh, you know, let go of a career that I actually fucking love. Like I love teaching and I loved working with kids. Um, but all right, like change is good. I have to just accept change and, and change is the only constant that we have in this world. So I even commend you for, for realizing that because not many people do. And a lot of people just sit, consume and wallow in in mediocrity and never really reach potential or reach their full potential. It's, it's tough. It's powerful uh, stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> so now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought that you worked in the bond market, but is it something different? Is it something different in finance?
1: Uh, yeah, I work in like the treasury, the bond market. It's okay. Very, um, All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so is
0: that, is that intense right now?
1: Yes, very intense with uh, rate raising and uh, just basically the world economy in general. Um,
0: so, so does that make going to work more stressful or is it something that that's not really affecting you outside of work like how do you how do you balance that
1: so it's interesting that you bring this up and i kind of want to like give it away from this but i I kind of i had a feeling that we were going to talk a little bit about uh like my main like profession but um you know i've talked to you about this i you mentioned in little speech there which was awesome about fulfillment right in the space right. gave you a sense to figure out what fulfills you right you're a natural teacher right whether it be in the schools whether it be on the map you're a teacher and you've right. said I can't speak for you that seems to be your purpose among many other things and that's amazing I'm 28 years old I still feel like I haven't found that fulfillment yeah and it's not coming from my Six to five. It's not coming uh, behind a Bloomberg screen and trading and waking up every day and figuring out what the ten-year treasury note is. That that doesn't fulfill me. Yeah, um, it gives me a sense of uh, comfort. It gives me a sense of uh, I don't have to worry about where my next meal is right now. But, but I still hate the idea of the you know golden handcuffs. You know, doing it because it gives me right. certain freedoms, financial freedoms, but we talked earlier in the conversation about taking a risk. Right. And, you know, I'm still, you know, wavering with the idea and I still haven't fully dove into taking a risk, you know, kind of essentially where, where you're at right now. Um, you have certain comforts, you have family, you have a wife to worry about. Correct. Like, right. but I, in a perfect world, man. Like I would, I, I have enough where I can, you know, take six months off the grid. Right. There, you know, t- uh, um, I only need like seventy-five more hours to become a registered yoga teacher. So I'm gonna say,
0: yeah, you're, you're yeah, pretty.
1: So you know that that's my ideal uh, vision is to become you know a registered yoga teacher, maybe work in the life health coach field, um, open up some sort of wellness uh, center. That that'd be a little expensive. I need to find backers, but you know <laughs> I, I'm a strong advocate. Of you know extreme temperatures, you see that all the time on my Twitter. Yeah, like like, yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I go, I go to this, uh, I go to this Russian banya, uh probably three to four times a week. I'll probably go there if it's open. Is that
0: I'm is awesome. that like a is that a Russian bathhouse? Is yeah, it's- so it's called
1: a banya. Please. Okay. <laughs> um And a it's, it's a massive space. So this guy, Russian dude. Uh, he was the main equities trader in Moscow for like 25 years at Goldman Sachs. Wow. Uh, he didn't want, he, now he's been there for 25 years. I've been working in the financial industry for like six. It's a little different. <laughs> and uh, he wanted to pick up and leave and start this, his own Banya uh, in London. Cause that's where he was put at, I don't know, his next step. He went from Russia to the Goldman office in London. Wanted to open it up there. Uh didn't work something like that so he brought it to to new jersey i think as his family's from here there's right. a couple towns over it's like 30 minutes away there's a massive uh russian influence of, of individuals so he opened it down there it's huge man like talking like,
0: Yeah. yes so now know what, what's included in a in a russian body right.
1: so there, there's a couple things
0: i've never been to one but but my my good ukrainian friend is dying <laughs>
1: yeah I, I mean I, I would take him up on that offer so yeah. and that's also interesting too there are a lot of ukrainians there as well <laughs> uh but there's kind of the um like the stone steam room the kind of the dry steam room that you're used to there's no infrared right? light songs we don't we don't mess around with that.
0: they don't mess with that
1: we don't mess around with that they're all traditional so the first one is um very dry so that's the one where you, you know, the rocks there uh wood put, panels wood panels all that stuff so that sits around 175, 80 degrees. Start off there to break the first sweat, see the beads going, you're in action. Um, then there's another sauna. This one's huge. I'm talking, can probably fit 40 people. Wow. Massive, massive sauna. And this is this is where where it's known for. I do not know the Russian name for it, but it's 220 degrees. Holy like you're not, you're not even supposed to sit in there for for over 10 minutes. I
0: said you'll start to cook.
1: No, think about a brick oven pizza. Uh, <laughs> the pizza oven. There's that just filled with rocks. Uh, they take this sort of. So there's um. Again, don't know the proper Russian term for it, but there's almost like a sauna master in there who kind of yeah. controls the vibes, controls the energy. You know, he'll take a towel, he'll whip it around, get the air circulating. Wow. Then, uh, then he'll take some water. And they put uh, you know, they'll put some essential oils and they also put some uh some like meat in it, some sort of like uh, fermented beer. Not sure what. But and they'll take a scoop of it and they'll kind of chuck it into the into the oven, get this nice and steamy. So again, like 220, 230, you're sitting in there for. And that's a real aggressive one. And have you ever seen um maybe your Ukrainian friend has told you, they're called parkas. Um, it's where they take the 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 bundle of branches and the and they you
0: whack your the
1: heck out of you or something yeah oh okay so no what does that do yeah it essentially just lets all of the so it promotes fresh blood flow and
0: i guess yeah, yeah
1: it very much the top of the skin when i was done with it and i this is i was already doing three months of regular sauna use i did my first park massage and you know, they, they're, they're hitting you. Right? You're like, they are hitting you. Like, you, like I'm a tough guy. Um, but then they're smacking you. And then they'll, like, take the hot leaves, like press them on you. It's a form of massage therapy. And I just remember at the end, so you do that for, you know, they're whacking you around for 10 minutes, jump into the ice bath, cool off for 10, send the ice bath probably 20 degrees, sit in there for a minute, which feels like, oh, my higher than heaven like that is like the best feeling is, that, to is, that, harder.
0: To, is that harder to jump into after the sauna or no. because your body's so warm
1: no 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 <laughs> it, it, you, you want to get in there um oh, but um yeah, you do that for a couple rounds and you got you feeling fresh but my next day i actually i was like i'm so so american i texted uh i texted the main owner. house like <laughs> sent him a picture of my chest i was like dude, is my, is my skin supposed to look like this? It looked like I just walked through poison ivy, but it was, it wasn't even from the plants. It was all from, like I said, like, it's just a, a heavy, heavy heat rash. It was mm. gone within 12 hours, but I was me being a little bit of, uh, <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? But yeah, extreme temperatures are my friend. And I've
0: how'd you start to get into that? Cause I, cause all right. So let me backtrack a little bit. How'd you start getting into your own health and wellness journey? Cause you run, you do mm-hmm. yoga, you're into the extreme temperatures and shit like that. You correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you were a college athlete too. You played lacrosse.
1: Correct. correct. Uh, high school, American division, I, uh, lacrosse oh, yeah. player. That sport is I was very good at it, but my, uh, my favorite sport to this day is still football to play to watch. I love football. Okay. Yeah. I played a uh, cornerback in part in high school. Wasn't going to go uh, division one for football. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I played lacrosse in college and in the most humble brag way possible. was always the leading score on my team, but i would right. always failed the run tests. I was naturally fast. Oh. I was very fast in the 40 yard dash, but those run tests were all conditioning. Right. Like, um they're called miles mile uh, not even so miles but like um it's so called uh 440s so the whole football so football field is 100 yards with the end zone i want to say each end zone is 10 yards i don't know i'm so that'd be three the test is like 330 yards so you have to start from the back of an end zone right. to their end zone their back they're back so that'd be one you'd get a certain amount of time you get like a minute rest and they're back they're back would be one and you have to do that four times you have to hit a certain time in each of them and if you think about it man it's 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 not it's insane it's it's just conditioning it's nothing it's nothing really too heavy i could do that like this now so basically i never really cared for running never really cared for honestly my mental health or my physical health. Mm. which looking back on it you know, we will we, we'll get into this in a little bit, but I saw you have a whoop as well. Like if I had a whoop in college, I, I don't I've even been much more informed. I would have been much more informed and there probably would have been a couple, a uh, couple of day drinkings that, I, that I would be missing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, basically, man, like I went all through college, not really caring about my health. relied on my natural athletic ability. Um, after college, I was living in the city, you know, I wasn't playing lacrosse anymore. I was in a couple of men's leagues, but nothing too serious. But I definitely stayed with the gym. I just joined the gym to say I still went to the gym. Like I would would go to the Equinox, like (laughs) the most bougie, shitty gym possible, strictly for status. And just to tell myself that I was going to a gym, I would go in there. I would do a couple of curls. I would go to the treadmill. I would look at some people. Like, (laughs) and I'm just (laughs) like, yeah, it's curls for the girls. Like I was very much. I wasn't doing it to better myself. I was doing it to, to, to lie to myself and say, oh, I just went to the gym today. Now I can go drink. You know right. what I mean? Like I wasn't, uh, yeah, I would go there for a social scene. I, I was not doing it for myself. And now I run a 5k every single day. I'm not doing I'm it. Like I,
0: I see you posting posting it all the time. You yeah. Shoot, you so, it,
1: so it all started uh, during the pandemic. So I was living in uh, New York City. March 2020 happens. I, so my birthday was March 10th. That was a Monday. And I remember my buddy came down. and you, no one likes going on Mondays, but it was just him and I. We grabbed a couple of pints and that was the last. And then March like 13th or 14th, like the city shut down. Like shut everyone down. was freaking out. Like you couldn't get delivery because if you touched a certain thing, like, everyone, <laughs> like no one knew what was going on. Like you, you pop up in social media, you see like people getting like fishnet out there. Like, well, I was like, what's going on here? So I leave the city. Just shuts down, and I, i you know, the office shuts down. So I start working from my my home, like my mom's house. So I move out of the city, and in North Jersey, I have, you know, my my Bloomberg terminal. I have three screens. I'm in my old childhood better, and I'm sitting there doing the same job. So I'm trading from six thirty a.m. to five p.m. Granted, I'm work from home, but I'm doing it, and I'm doing it in shorts. I'm doing it in a sweatshirt, but. I'm locked in that room and I'm very much tied to that computer. I, I don't can't even go on lunch breaks. You're very much just tied to the screens. So I was so claustrophobic, like, again, like I was, you know, I'm in the comf- comfort quote of my house. You know, I'm in my childhood bedroom. It feels weird, but dude, my mom's my best friend. We would fight like crazy. Cause it yeah. was just a, like, she was a saint that she'd make me lunch. But if I'm having a bad day, I would take it up on her. You know, you have that pandemic energy. It's almost like, you're sitting in road, road rage traffic. Yes. That was, everyone's was just so tense. You know, like I remember like my mom was pissed. I was drinking too many waters. Cause there was like a water bottle. shortage. <laughs> like, And we would just butt heads, man. <laughs> so every day at five o'clock, dude, when I shut down, the, shut down the shop, shut down the book, I just placed my sneakers up and I went for a run. I had to get out.
0: For your go, mental health.
1: For my mental health. Exactly. I just had to run you know, one mile turned into two miles, two miles turned into a 5k. You know, I was going for distance. I was going to, you know, I was listening to podcasts, I was listening to music, anything to escape, get fresh air and get away, you know, get some vitamin D. And it, and you know, there was some, there was some runs where I would use no headphones You it's know, just me and your old roommate upstairs, you know, yep. just try to check in on myself. And those were fantastic. Each run is its own run and you get wins from each, but that's what happened. And I just became, you know, the runner's high is very real. And I just became, I found myself being a runner, which I would have lost a fortune on because <laughs> I, I hated running so much. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, the, I mean, and that that carried on with me. And you can tell, like, even when I go on vacations, right? Like I need to Added i need addiction. to run, I need That's to do point. something. Yeah, and, uh, I, you know, it's, it's addictive behavior, but it, it's a good form of addiction behavior. You know, th- there's obviously... So
0: I, I So I, I think about addiction in that same way. So it's like, I don't view people as addicts. Um, and like, you slap that label on them. But I'm someone like you, where if I find something that works for me, and it feels good, I'm going to keep doing it. And yeah. people will look at me and say that guy is probably <laughs> addicted to that. And if it's something healthy, like, yeah, maybe I am. But yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, know. look,
1: at, I mean, look at like the highest, you know, CEOs and most successful people in the world, they, they have addictive personalities, that's how you get ahead. But you just have to make sure it's what's working for you. It's it's something that's serving you. What's gonna gonna get your head, yeah. So
0: now, now if you hated running, what's the first thing that made you say like, all right, I'm just gonna, I just need to go for a run.
1: I'm pretty sure, man, it was just being on Twitter and seeing people active. And I remember just being, we talked about comparisons, The Thief of Joy, but I was just so locked up and I couldn't, you know, I was working from home, but I didn't have the flexibility of my own hours. I just certain people I was following, you know, they're going on hikes, they're going on runs, they're in the ocean, they're in the mountains, they're doing all these things. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll make my own. And I was just like, I would just run to like a school and just keep running the parking lot, go to like the park. I would make my own routes. I'm going to make my own routes. Like, because that's, it was, it was like, April 2020, I would go to this one school. It's like some bougie private middle school, but it was completely shut. So I had it to myself to no, no, one, yeah. no one's in there. So I was like, whatever, I'll make my own little path. And that came about. And I would honestly hang out on jungle gym, like do pull-ups there. I was like, yeah. I'm gonna make my own little like safe haven.
0: <laughs> so, so then how did you how and when did you get into yoga? Because I always find that interesting, especially asking guys that are close to our age. I have a hard time getting anyone uh, any of my friends to come. I, st- to you, right?
1: I, st- I still have that problem, but all my friends are super supportive of my, of my yoga journey, but, um, uh, probably the fall of 2019, uh, I was taking in-person yoga classes and well, let's start this. So probably around like 2017, 2006, I didn't touch it in college, but first couple of years after college, like I said, I was doing like the fake equinox workouts, <laughs> curls, like whatever. I took a couple, you know, in-person yoga classes to impress some people. Never for myself. Never for myself. Um, My girlfriend at the time was really big into yoga. She would do it every day. And I was like, why? Like, it's such a waste. (laughs) I I didn't get it. I did not get it. We joke around about it to this day. I just didn't get it. And I would, I never had like a teacher, right? I would just pop into these classes that charge way too much money. And then finally, that fall 2019, I took a yoga class. And it was with this guy he was six six maybe six seven wow goes by yoga dan i'll i'll drop i'll drop him all yeah shout out to dan and i'll send you his info after this but he basically played college basketball at arizona state had a crazy injury and couldn't play anymore and same kind of thing they told him that he should do yoga to rehab he's like why would i do yoga that's so stupid now and yoga changed his life. Now he's a yoga teacher, and yoga fixed him. He he's worked with you know a couple of top NBA athletes as well. Andre Drummond was one of them. Anyway, I was taking this guy's class, and unfortunately, the studio that we were going to shut down during the pandemic. Him and I stayed in contact, and uh, the form of yoga that he taught was uh, called Katona Yoga, and it's, it's a lot of using a lot of blocks it's just essentially long versions of stretching Mm -hmm. and i just got obsessed with his style of yoga i got obsessed with yoga in general and the same kind of deal i i'm active enough and i keep my heart rate enough doing you know running and other extracurricular activities that yoga for me is a form of like active meditation period and long stretching and recovery like i'm not i'm not going to sit there and do everyone's different right i'm not going to sit there and do 30 sun salutations and just start doing you know a million vinyasas and just start sweating i'm more of like long form stretch recovery yoga
0: so you're more and of the uh, like the restorative restorative uh, like
1: hot style yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just that that's just kind of how i do yoga like i all credit to you i've seen some pictures of, on your yoga mat where you're, you're dripping sweat dripping dripping sure. and and I'll, I'll i'll take a class like that but for personal preference, it's not, that's not me. Yeah. Um, but again, how I got into it was him. And then I kept it going and I was doing at home yoga. I remember obviously, you know, like yoga with Adrian. No, you don't know yoga with Adrian. No, no. Oh my God. If you Google like any yoga video, like you type in like yoga for back, yoga for shoulders, yoga for rainy day, yoga for energy. She's like the first one. or she's yeah, she's on YouTube. So she had probably like 1.2 million subscribers wow. before the pandemic, dude. I think now she probably has a 15. Wow. Because her whole thing is like, find what feels good. A little goes a long way. Um, And everything at home yoga, like being comfy and not having that, you know, class anxiety where you need to um,
0: perform. And she or- had,
1: yeah, exactly. And she, she had that method before, the lockdowns and stuff like that. So obviously that, that message carried well, good for her.
0: <laughs> I, I can relate to what you're saying a lot with my yoga practice. So yoga for me, even when I just, I just got my first class uh, that I'm teaching on Wednesdays, but, and, and so the, the studio owner asked me to just like write up a bio and, and my experience on why I've done yoga um, and, you know, what I plan on providing for my students going forward. And that was the first time anyone's ever asked me, you know, why, I do yoga. And then I started to realize, okay, when I first started yoga, maybe 10 years ago, it was to just get more flexible and to avoid injury in martial arts. And then after a while, I started to realize like, you know, after a couple of years doing it on and off, I realized, okay, when I'm doing yoga consistently, I'm in a better mood and I'm more grounded and I'm more in touch with what I think reality is. And then now as time goes on, I'm realizing It's, it's all of those things, but yoga is a way for me to just get in touch with myself more. And, uh, like you said, I think even though I'm trained in vinyasa power yoga, I, I use my practice as more of a down-regulating practice and more of a way to get into like a meditative state, even in those power classes, believe it or not, it's weird. Like, you know, I'll be sweating my ass off and we'll do maybe, three to five sun a salutations and then three to five sun B's. Um, but I'm I'm able to do them at my own pace or a pace that keeps up with the class enough to where it's not too intense for me, but the other things that I enjoyed in my life, like running or like jujitsu, uh, those are much more intense compared to yoga. So I can relate a lot to what you're saying where yoga is definitely more of a down regulating, relaxing, meditative practice. I could probably benefit from doing more restorative and gentle stuff like you're talking about.
1: I mean to Easter, I mean there's no wrong way to do it, right? And that's the beauty of it. And I think, you know, once you get to the mat, nothing really else matters. I mean, I'm yes. very much present when I get to the mat, and that's what I love about it. And that's what, that's what I get. That's why I understand where you're coming from. You're like, oh, I'm super present. I'm grounded, even though I'm doing these rigorous you know, flows, but nothing else matters. You have to focus on it, right? If you don't focus on it, you could overbend, you could tweak something. That's so you like, so you, it really gives you an excuse really to, to, to be there in the moment. So, oh yeah, I think that's like special within itself
0: yeah so so now did you get is that the yoga is that the style of yoga that you started to get your yeah cert- mm-hmm. yes yeah,
1: so i started to get certified in it in like a 10-week mentorship program it's great but i again i like to with uh yeah expand my horizons i'm not really glued to a certain style obviously you know the side that i lean towards but you know i kind of honestly just like depends on, on on the mood i'm in
0: yeah so now without even getting into too much of what you do for work, you obviously work a ton of hours um, and it's intense and you're at the screen. So you have to be focused on your, your work life balance and you have to be focused on, you know, how you can like, you know, take care of yourself and pay attention to what you need. So it's like, how, how have you used yoga and running as tools? Like, do you, you know, have those structured on what you're going to do what day, or do you just kind of listen to what your body needs and
1: so that's a really you know. good question. Uh, it's it's kind of a mixture of both, but more so I kind of structure out my days. You know, I know my Banya is closed on Tuesdays. Uh, Mondays, I really, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm, I'm all about, you know, like a new week. I uh, okay. like new months. That's so
0: jack so me up. I, so much uh, for that. yeah.
1: So I, I love to I love to hit the ground and do something tough. And for me, running is tough to an extent, I do, I find comfort and luxury and peace in it. Yes. But it's tough as opposed to yoga. Like what we are saying, because when I'm going to do yoga, it's not going to be a t- quote, tough yoga. So Mondays I like to run and then do like an evening flow at the end. Um, so I'm off today for Columbus day. Shout out Chris. <laughs> and, um, but you know, Mondays are, are big uh, run and then uh, evening yoga days, Tuesdays, also but those tuesdays are early oh sorry tuesdays are my lifting days okay. i have a personal trainer to keep me accountable so i'm not just doing curls and i'm not just <laughs> <laughs> um, and then wednesday is my recovery day that's when i'll hit the banya and then thursday it's kind of the same as like a monday ah, now that I'm like I say, do that you, you
0: treat the do you treat the banya as as like a recovery itself? yeah yeah i do do you, ever, um, do you ever work out or run on those same days?
1: Uh, lift yes, run no, and I it's nothing. So I'm actually it's funny you say that. I'm I'm thinking about dabbling into. So I can't do anything from six a.m. or six thirty a.m. to five p.m. And that those hours aren't great, but at least I know I'm start it's here fixed. and yeah. there. yes, fixed. Like I don't work weekends, whatever um you know i don't have to stay up stay till like seven thirty to do a project so they're, they're market hours so they're, they're fixed um <clears throat> but to answer your question like i like doing things in the morning like before that so it's gonna be waking up at like 5 five fifteen. now here's the thing that i'm gonna speak out loud for and it's kind of for myself yes yeah. Uh, it's almost therapy for me.
0: I love it. I, I like to talk. I, I need. I need to do that too. Yeah.
1: So I know if I wake up at like five fifteen and I do yoga or I run before work, my day is going to be a hundred times better. Mm. But it's just so tough, you know. It, it's forty-five to fifty minutes of extra sleep, and I know that giving that up, my day will be a million times better. So that's like a guaranteed return on investment, right? You want to go back to the finance thing? I love it. It's guaranteed I'm never gonna have a bad work day when I work out before because I feel accomplished. I don't feel like a piece of shit just sitting in that chair and that sorry I should be more gentle on myself but I don't I, I don't feel I feel like I've done something. I've accomplished it besides making my bed you, so I'm you doing yourself. Good. Yeah so I mean now speaking out loud tomorrow I'm gonna hit the ground running. I'll send you a picture <laughs> awesome. before work. but um no like I know that's a, that's a guaranteed return on investment if I you know lace up my shoes early in the morning. Um, especially, you know, to see that sunrise too, over the water and living right on the beach, it's, it's perfect. So, um, but to go back to your question of if I do, if I treat saunas recovery day, do I overlap them weightlifting? I'll do, and then I'll do sauna recovery, but unless I run in the morning and there's like that big 10 hour gap yeah. of work and then sauna, cause I can hydrate. Like
0: that's the, that, I've noticed when I, when I go into the sauna, if I'm not hydrated, Or if I go into the sauna right after jujitsu and say I sweat like crazy for an hour and a half, two hours, it's a big difference. I start to start to get in my head within like, you know, the first eight minutes in the sauna compared to being able to withstand, you know, that that stillness until the mind starts to creep up. That Like, you know, chatter going 18. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, so you're talking about dehydration. I'm just going to say it. I think I drink like 440 ounces of water a day, maybe <laughs> more. I, okay. I'm the most hydrated kid you'll ever meet. Uh, I don't know if it's an oral fixation. I have a uh, like a 40 ounce iron flask. Okay. That I, I, I mean, easily eight of those a day, like in the, in the work day. and then I drink wow. more. And you know, there's people that say you could overhydrate. I. I just got blood work right. done. Yeah, everything seems pretty fine. I just again find what feels good ordeal. I've talked to a doctor. He so said it's fine. So feel good. Yeah. You know, I, I don't feel bloated. If anything, I, I think there's a lot of benefits to you know a bunch of Americans and people in general just like always dehydrated.
0: So um I, I think I think before I started focusing on it, I was probably living dehydrated my my entire life. Well,
1: yeah, that um I don't know where that came from, because in college, I was definitely dehydrated.
0: And yeah. <laughs> when we're, when we're in college where we're boozing, which which makes us pee more. Yeah. You know, more. We're just getting And through. dehydrates and dries yeah. up
1: your muscles. Yeah. Well, so I started the, to fact really... were,
0: the fact that you were an elite athlete in college, too, without the whoop.
1: I know. Was, <laughs> I was about to say it's funny. I was about to mention the whoop, too. Um, So when did you start getting the whoop? Was it recently?
0: I think I got the whoop in may of 2020 i think oh, as, as, yeah, as, as the world was closing i remember saying like all right i i like the garmin watch that i have but i wanted something that was just a little bit more in depth and i was in between that and i don't know if you know the, the aura ring the, the aura ring yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was, i was the same ordeal i got it in august 2020 one of my buddies came to come see me and he had this thing on i was like what is that and he's not you know he's not a very fit person or conscious person of, of fitness he got it. He said he got it for free. He's like, it's a whoop. And he was telling me all about it. This is like the 3.0. And he's, he kind of sold me on the whole respiratory rate system of it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause especially, you know, COVID being what yep. you would call it, like a lung disease river. So he told me about it. I, uh, I'm a very phasey person. I have to go focus on one thing and kind of just like phase out. So, <laughs> yeah. So I got the whoop like right after he left, I was like, fuck it. I'll give it a try and i thought you know subscription based which i wasn't happy about but i thought i was going to have it for a couple of months and then hate it phase out have had it for, <laughs> <laughs> i've had it for i've had it for all you know like two 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 plus years now and, and i love it and it's completely waterproof no free ads but i i kinda, <laughs> i kind of i kind of feel stuck when i when i don't have it and if that's a good thing i don't think so but it's I'll get there when I uh, get there. Have you, have
0: you had people talk to you about like I've had, especially some people on Twitter, they'll not demonize, but they put no. Uh, in, I've
1: gotten in some arguments. People yeah, they I like they, on Twitter. They put over down, they,
0: they put down uh, fitness like,
1: technology data. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. I totally get the argument, but it, that's if you make it dogmatic. That's like if you make it. Mm-hmm. Piano, if you're like a
1: pri- if you're a prisoner to it. Yeah, sure.
0: Right. So. I I don't know how, what your take is on this, because I'll catch my, my ego sometimes like slipping in because now that we have the data, like we are the coach, right? Like, so it makes us even more responsible. I like that data. So now when I know that I'm doing things that don't aid my recovery or that will hurt my recovery, it's not that I, I'm not viewing it as like, you know, I'm, I'm missing the mark or I'm doing something bad, but I just, I'm way more aware of when I'm, Well, you
1: know, it's not going to work. Right, right. <laughs> like, right. Right. For example, here, here's one. Let's cut out the drinking because everyone knows drinking is shit for you. Sure. Like, it's just, it's, it's not right. good. It's fun. It's not, it's not, it's not good. There's no upside besides like you mean. I, uh, there is it's upside it's to it's it. Like short term, it's short term. Sure, and you can, you can get a nice creative buzz out of it, and like a lot, a lot of good things can come from alcohol. But there's many lists of bad things <laughs> that <I> can, <laughs> and your recovery and sleep is not one of them. But uh, alcohol aside, for me, one of the ones I cut out, and I saw again the data is there, right? You can use it, you know, it's 2022, you know, technology is so great. Like I was on a side note, I was watching, you know, I was born 94 and I was watching a movie from like 1999. And at the time, uh, like those CGI graphics were like the pinnacle. Right. (laughs) And now I'm watching movies. I mean, dude, even like 2006 movies, 2010, like now you watch movies now it's night and day like technology itself has as advanced like tenfold um so that's just a side note so if you have the technology i think you can use it uh to to your advantage like there's no reason not to like talk about you know being the best version of yourself you know why not have like a tool that can help you get there right it's don't use it as a crutch like you said like don't be a prisoner to it but it can help you if the technology is there so for me I was found myself eating very close to bedtime sometimes
0: Yes, and
1: yes, but like, so I was able to, you know, whether it be snacking or eating, but like, especially like dinners or well, snacks, uh, that's awful, but like dinners, right. If I was eating too close to bedtime, you know, I'd fall asleep faster, but you're not getting an efficient sleep because no. all the blood is rushing to your gut to break it down. You're waking up more. You know, this thing tells you everything, like how many times you wake up per hour, the efficiency of it, how much REM you're getting, you know, but when I'm able to, you know, be my own coach, I see the data, make sleeping adjustments, dude, I stopped really an hour before bed. I don't use my phone anymore. Forget about like the, the anti blue light feature. I, I don't touch it. I stopped watching Netflix. I started like reading more. I was like, going to say,
0: I know you, uh, I noticed you do that for a long time now. Like, yeah. You, like you, you would talk about that a little bit and you would share that on Twitter that you
1: actually go like lights out. Dude, I go lights out. Yeah. I get tea, uh, i have this uh anti well so not purely lights out so i don't use my phone but like i have this uh smart quote smart bulb and uh it has like a night light form of it so before i had i found that smart bulb i used to take because i still need a light to read like right. I, my candles aren't that powerful I, <laughs> uh, i'm sorry ben and, and franklin like you said
0: we're in 2022
1: yeah i'm sorry ben franklin er, <laughs> <laughs> but um so I used to take. I had like a pretty bright light, and I used to take like a like a bath towel or a shower towel, and I used to put it over the light to kind of like dim it because I didn't have dimming lights in my apartment. So I was like, "Is this ultimate ratchet light?" Um, but yeah, uh, you know, self help books are great, etc. But before bed, I really like to dumb my mind down, mm. and I went. I was doing. I was reading, and that's what Netflix is, right? Like you want to get lost in like a fictional show. You know, I, I love House of Dragon but you know, or any Game of Thrones show, fantasy show, et cetera, any fiction. Right. So that's people watch Netflix to do that. to kind of dumb down. And I stopped reading self-help books and I was going more towards fiction books. So mm-hmm. I would like find myself getting lost and immersed in these stories. And again, like I wasn't a runner, dude, I wasn't a reader at all. Yeah. So I found a lot of joy, comfort, peace in reading. And I mean, it helps my sleep. I, th- I mean, don't fit me. Mean, I was gonna say don't fact check. me. You can fact check me if you want. But I think the average per, uh, average for men—I don't know women—REM sleep a night is like fifteen to twenty percent area. Wow. Could even be lower. But I, dude, I I usually rip like thirty-five, sometimes forty. I think
0: I think since I got the whoop, I've gotten up over thirty percent.
1: Yeah. Mine <laughs> last night was fifty wow <laughs> i don't know if it was uh i'm not a big astrology guy but again like i said like i like new weeks full moon? if last night was a full moon dude my dreams were wild my, <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i i made myself a nice little fire tea i got a nice uh again twitter kind of uh, put me onto that someone had this sleep tea it was a uh, chamomile uh it was dried butterfly pea flowers Ooh. Uh, then magnesium glycine, dude, I mean, you're, you're done. You have that 30 minutes before sleep. You're going to, you're going to be, you're going to be melting and you're going to have some wild. You're,
0: you're inspiring me to, to tighten up my, my nighttime routine because yeah, <laughs> I, I felt seen when you just said that you to pay more attention to what you're eating before bed, because I would say that that's, that's my number one negative health health uh culprit right now because you a,
1: are you a snacker though or no you just no no
0: not not a, not a snacker like I'll, I'll just have my last meal or I'll have my my one big meal and I usually end up doing it on days when I have jujitsu because like I'll get home from jujitsu or I'll finish jujitsu around like 7 30 7 45 on Tuesdays and oh,
1: then you're probably now. eating by nine and then the you I shower the, again I go to the
0: sauna I go to the sauna yeah. right after that oh, which wow two minutes away I'll sit in the sauna for 20 25 minutes then I head home, shower, um, and then but I'll usually have something prepared so I don't have to spend the time cooking it. But then I'll eat because I'm I'm starving at that point.
1: Yeah, sure uh, you are.
0: But then I I realize I'm like I'm just I'm not really getting the gains or the uh, the the recovery that I need because I'm sleeping like shit on those days and yeah. like it's pretty it's it's pretty much clockwork on Wednesdays and Fridays. I'll be groggier. I'll just be like you know slacking a little bit and I have to. Play catch up, so i've been trying to work on eating even before i coach on you know tuesdays and thursdays and maybe just go go fasted at at nighttime
1: something to experiment with again you have the numbers you have the data i know i know mess around with it trial and error
0: yeah it's just trial and error and uh so for me and you i guess the the data works um the, the sleep and recovery is, is big for me. My, my number one, even more than alcohol, even just after inputting that subjective data, like each morning when you wake up, mm-hmm. and you cool drugs, the, the, the thing that impacts my sleep more than alcohol is le- eating late at night. It goes, did you eat too close to bedtime? You're like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I noticed that even, you know, Since if I was I. Argument, even if I get into an argument with uh, you know, say in the past, I got into an argument with my wife um, and say, we didn't end it off. Well, and I would go to sleep, my, my my heart would be my my resting heart rate would be much higher throughout the night. Yeah. And, and I would I'm, go to bed uh, angry. Yeah, it's so true. So the old saying, you start to ask yourself, you know, how many times did I do that in the past without realizing? And how many people right now are not paying attention to that stuff or not aware of it? it and maybe a big difference. Data. Yeah. I think
1: not paying attention is a big part of it too. And it's like again, we talked. Remember, we started off the conversation. I was like, if I had this poop in college, I would yeah. tenfold the athlete. I was a high school All-American. I could have been a college All-American. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah. I, and I was, would have been like a happier, better person, honestly. Like, I'm just going to say that. Like, I just, you know, you talked about, you know, you do yoga to make yourself feel better, to make yourself feel grounded, uh, to connect with yourself. But in doing so, dude, you be, you have better relationships. You're a happier person. You're a better person. You're a better father. You're a better husband. You're a better son, etc. cetera. Better friend, better coach. Like, if you do that and put aside the time to yourself, like you're going to just be a better person and have better relationships, strong believer in that. that. That was, that was one thing that I noticed through my yoga practice. Yeah. I was doing it for me, but my relationships were better. I was a better yes. friend. I was a better boyfriend. I was a better, um, you know, son, you know, I was, you know, I found myself like calling my grandma more, like, it right. was just, it was just, like, it was just like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, and in the best way possible. Right. So, um, yeah. Was How do you,
0: so I've, I've been called selfish for taking care of myself in that way. And at first I would get pretty pissed off and, but then no, I to, but then you but got, that, I would get pissed off at those people for saying that to me because I would try to defend what I was doing. Cause I, I knew what you were saying, but I just wasn't able to articulate it in that way, like during that time. But then I'm realizing, you know, the more you play around with that word, it's like okay, like yeah, maybe maybe it is selfish. Sure. But in order in order for me to be able to provide anything for anyone else, I have to take care of myself first. Like you know, it's like the it's like the the phrase that they use on airplanes, like you know, put your mask on first, like before you help someone else. Yeah. Put their O2 mask on.
1: Good analogy. Yeah. I and mean, it's the same thing that you said, like, uh, going back to our old topic of like addiction behavior, right? The word addict has such a bad stigma to it. Such okay. A bad the thing. word self word, selfish, same thing. Right? If you say selfish to a kindergartner, they're like, oh, that word's terrible. But if you learn to know what selfish means, it couldn't, couldn't be that bad. It's just putting yourself first, right? If you're not going to love yourself, who's going to same kind of sense, like same kind of deal.
0: So now have you noticed that as you've been doing more of that for yourself and you're taking care of yourself in that way, prioritizing your health? your mental health, your spiritual health, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. has that has that influenced the people around you to do that in, for themselves?
1: Yeah, I've gotten a lot of uh, close relationships to to get in that same mindset because that's what I want to associate myself with. And I, and I don't like preach it. I don't press it. I don't force on anyone. But I think they kind of see a transformation and see like a happier version of myself and then doing so like subconsciously they're like, oh shit, I can get there by doing yes. X, Y, Z or listening or you know, I like, uh, it's funny, like, even like, like all my college best friends, like I'll just throw in here and there, just like a picture of like, a foam roller, like, and, and <laughs> then we're talking about like fancy football. And I'll just be like, yeah, <laughs> I'll just like, like subtly implement it. Like, you're like, dude, like, I'm yeah, I'm watching Red Zone. I'm watching the Giants. But like, I'm sitting on the ground and doing some like energetic hygiene or like flossing my muscles and I'll like make it a joke, but I won't make it a joke. And I, I see it all the time, dude. Like they're, 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 they're getting after it. And uh, you know, they, they, they so, make improvements. So you're, you're, as well. like,
0: you're planting some seeds,
1: Eggs, planting my seeds. And, you know, I, you gotta, you know, you are your environment. So like, you know, I, I surround myself with winners. I mean, they were all D one athletes, but again, like, like, like I said, I took accountability, for, like first couple of years after college, like you're not, you know, you're just kind of dicking around and just just like doing curls and being an idiot. But, uh, you know, the more, you know, as we get older and, you know, I, I personally like getting older. I, you know, like men don't really peak till 35 years old. And I still think you can peak till then, whether that be, you know, spiritual growth, looks, you know, athletic ability. But I'm way more athletic than I am now than I was then as like a twenty something year old. hundred percent. That, that's, that's a great. That's
0: a great feeling. Too. Stronger,
1: faster, better looking. Like it, it. 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 It accumulates. So you know I. You know my friend group and the people I associate myself with. Like we talked about earlier, with like Twitter and like just keeping your circle with the same like minded individuals. I think goes like a long way. Hundred percent. Yes, but like that being said, I said that out loud. That kind of there is a little. You should definitely you know dabble in other parts but uh, to challenge yourself but in the sense you know you want to you don't want to associate yourself too much if you have a
0: yeah so, especially I can't, can't find the word but if if you're working towards something and you're trying to achieve certain things for yourself you want to yeah. surround yourself by people that are trying to do the same and if they're if if you're surrounded by people that aren't you just want to be aware and you know like keep up certain boundaries like, you know, I have to say no to certain things just because I know, like you said perfectly before, it doesn't serve me anymore, right? Like that's a tough one.
1: That's uh I'm work- I'm dealing with that myself. It's like they the old saying it's like saying no is a superpower. It's okay yeah. to say no. But uh yeah, you are you how are you with saying no?
0: I, I'm I'm much better than, okay. than what I used to be. And uh I think I'm a little bit or I used to be even more so a, a people pleaser. Like I, I like just making people happy. If I could even just do nothing and make someone happy, I, I would I would do it. But um, I had to view it from that selfish mindset and say, okay, you know, I need to be a little bit more selfish in this sense. And if this doesn't work for me, I have to be okay with that person getting pissed off, bothered, taking it personally, and me being okay with that person taking it personally, even though it wasn't meant personally.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you say no to going out or saying no to a certain event and they they decide not to be your friend anymore that's on them but like that's you being like your own ego i'm speaking for myself though like that's just my ego right i'm just like i need to say yes or else like they're not gonna like me right that's not that's not the case right it's like trust that right and when you're caught up in it you're like i can't say no i can't say no they're not gonna like me or like you know, they'll say like, why do you miss it? Like, that's just your ego talking. They probably 100%. won't even say anything. Hundred <laughs> like, percent. They don't care. Like, They don't care. Like, all they, right. they, just,
0: they just want you to come out. If you can't come out, then you can't go yeah, out. Dude, like, they'll still be friends
1: go. with you. It's like, all right, you have something to do that now you can't go. Okay. You just gotta right. really say, it. but I, I think right. it's an ego thing. And, and now, I'm speaking from experience.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I, I can relate to that a ton. I'm, I'm the same way. And, uh, my, my ego is very similar. Um, <laughs> so now if, when you're looking forward with the things that you might want to take a risk on and your interests and where you think you could provide value. Um, how, what are you envisioning? Like, what are you seeing? I'm, I'm curious about this. Cause I, I think that you could, you could make a big impact and, and you're, you're very inspirational yourself and uh, I think you have a lot to share. So I'm curious to see what's going
1: on in your head with that. One, I really appreciate that. That means a lot coming from you and some smiling about that, but uh, no, two is I feel like I have, you know, my trajectory and like how I got here is very relatable. And I feel like I can push that message and help people who are in the same position who want to get to X, but they can't get there because they have certain, you know, vices or lifestyles or ideas that are stopping them from getting there. And those can easily be fixed, whether it be through running, meditation, yoga, lifestyle changes, just journaling, like the night tea that we talked about. There's certain like, so I, I guess, you know, I, I feel like, you know, we talked about purpose, we talked about fulfillment. I don't really know what it is, but it, I believe, strongly believe that it has something to do with teaching and providing and showing a path to people that aren't seeing it in that moment. So in some sort of coaching, being able to help people and that in, in, in a sense of helping other people would give fulfillment to me.
0: Yeah. So. I, um, I when I when I first took the leap into health coaching and then becoming a a yoga teacher, I was doing those two certifications at the same time. The yoga certification I finished in June, and the health coaching certification I'm finishing next month. Um, a couple people looked at me, and I, I guess I guess the optics were definitely different then because I I lost my career, right? So like mm-hmm. the steady income was was gone. Uh, I was now landscaping. And, um, now I'm going into a health coaching certification and the the yoga certification. A few people said to me, aren't there a million health coaches? Like, aren't there a million yoga teachers? Aren't there a million personal trainers? I looked at a few of them who said that. And I said, yeah, like, yeah, there are, but isn't the world the unhealthiest that it's ever been? Aren't people fatter than they've ever been? Aren't people more mentally ill than they've ever been? Like, so, so yeah, you could argue that there are more health coaches wellness really coaches, but like the United States alone, 75% of people are overweight, 50% of close to 50% of people, if not already 50% are obese and that's not hating on them. Um, it's not throwing any shame. Like I was there, I, I had to lose 80 pounds in order to like realize my, my full potential or at least closer, closer to my fullest potential. So I don't know. Like I, I don't I don't think that the market is oversaturated at all. I think if anything, people like ourselves who've gone through our own health journey and learned from mistakes are only gonna have more people to work with and help. Yeah, it's as a numbers game. On. Yeah. It's
1: yeah. such a really good analogy. I didn't even think about that.
0: Which uh what part
1: no, no the fact that like now, here in 2022, the United States, we have X amount of obese people, X amount of mental health issues. And, dude, you know, a lot of credit to that is the pandemic, with especially the mental health issues. But, like, that's a real pandemic, in my opinion. Yeah. And if you put people in the field that are there to help, you know, again, like a numbers game, if you get one coach or two trainers to X amount of people, make a world of a difference. Lance,
0: dude. Um, this was a ton of fun. I, I could, I could talk with you. I feel like I could talk with you for hours, especially about this stuff. Even, even more so if we were in person, um, we're not, we're not too far away from each other. So I'm confident we'll eventually get in touch in person, maybe, uh, go to a Russian banya (laughs) and, uh, I could get always invited. Um, so where can people like, you know, reach you if, if, uh, if they're interested in getting in touch with you?
1: uh you could dm me on uh either twitter or instagram at wall street yoga uh yeah that's at wall street yoga dms are open always more than happy to talk to people love talking to people and speaking to talking to people mike thank you very much for having me on again like you said it's a pleasure we were due for a catch-up anyway i'm about to have a talk
0: dude you're the man
1: all right brother